Grace, mercy, and peace. So good to be with you in worship today. Uh, whether it's in a, this building or whether it's online, it is great to be connected with you as we worship the God who grants us his love and his grace each and every day. Over the past four months, a lot has changed in the life of our church. Not only has this COVID-19 season shifted the way we do worship, but it has shifted our eyes and our minds and our hearts from all the things that were on the horizon for Redeemer Church to placing our focus largely on today. God has been opening new doors for ministry uh, for us as we have been learning to navigate dealing with this pandemic. We've said farewell to one pastor in March. We've been meeting with our staff on Zoom calls. We've done some funeral services and weddings in new ways, as well as learn to do church differently and do it online each week. Today marks the beginning of one more of those changes. Today we officially welcome our new pastor, Reverend Debbie Thomas, to the Redeemer Church family. I first met Debbie about 10 years ago at one of our 180 conferences. Since then, she and I have had the opportunity to talk and to work together and learn from each other. About two years ago or so, I felt God's leading to ask Debbie if she would consider her next appointment, whenever that would be, to be here at Redeemer. And she said yes. And so we began some conversations with our district superintendent that ultimately led to her being appointed as co-pastor here at Redeemer Church. Debbie has already been working with our staff for several months during this time of transition, even though her official start date wasn't until July 1st. And I hope that you will welcome her into our church family along with her husband Paul and her son Aaron. She brings many talents and gifts to us, including 20 years of ministry experience, a deep spiritual presence, integrity in all that she does, great leadership skills, and she's a gifted preacher. And I'm very pleased for the opportunity to be working with her in this place, and I know that you are going to surround her with the same love and care and support that I have felt all these years from this wonderful congregation. So welcome, Pastor Debbie. Well, thank you so much, Rod. It truly is a great joy and delight to be here with you, the Redeemer Church family. As Rod said, it truly has been a crazy time dealing with this COVID-19 pandemic, but I am so delighted to be here and to be able to speak to you online today, and I look forward to meeting you in person in the days ahead. Over this last month, my family and I have been getting used to the DeWitt community here, and you know, you have to, if you live in DeWitt, right, you have to make at least one trip to Sweetie Licious. And I have to tell you, I think we've actually made two in the last little bit, but we've really enjoyed that. We've checked out all the local ice, uh, local ice cream places. You know, you get a, a hungry teenager and a hot summer, and pretty soon the car just sort of goes on autopilot and just steers its way right into the ice cream parking lot. So we have uh, given them a lot of money so far this summer. But you have a great staff here at Redeemer. 
the day we moved in, they brought over a lovely basket that had gift cards to all kinds of local restaurants, and we truly have been blessed by the welcome we have received. So thank you so very much. I brought a couple of uh, boxes with me today. My life has been full of these boxes over the last few months, packing all of our things and putting them into these boxes. This is what I've lived and done for several months. And the interesting part about these boxes is that they really represent uh, transition. You first of all had to find a place for everything to go into the box. And then when you get to the new place, you have to take things out of the box and find a place in the new space for them. And so they represent both sort of the sadness of leaving one place and being able to see the excitement of going in somewhere new. And you too have had times of transition in your life. Maybe you're going through one of those now or you can think of one. We have all kinds of those times. Maybe it's when you've taken a new job or when you've moved into retirement. Maybe it's with the birth of a baby or a graduation or a whole number of things. But those mark transition times in our life, the sort of ending of one chapter and the beginning of a new one. And so today, as Rod said, marks the beginning of a new chapter in the story of Redeemer Church. And I'm so delighted to serve alongside of Rod in pastoral leadership here at Redeemer As the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, he says this, Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And as Rod mentioned, I've been coming here to Redeemer for about 10 years to your 180 conference. I always love that. It helps me to feel filled up and energized in my faith. And then I've been able to come every other month to the groups that he puts together, and I've really learned a lot from Rod over these past years. He's also served as my coach for the last two years here at Alma when I was serving there and just helping to navigate these roads of ministry. And so I'm really excited to be able to serve with him and to do that together. But I'm also really energized by your mission statement here at Redeemer Church, connecting people with the love and life of Jesus Christ. Getting a chance to connect people with the love and life of Jesus Christ, that's something that just resonates with my heart. That's something that, that, that gets me up in the morning, that, that, that energizes me and gets me out of bed and do all the things that I want to do. Getting a chance to connect people with the love of Jesus is one of the greatest things that we can ever do in our lives. And to be able to serve Christ in this way is truly remarkable. So I look forward to being a part of your journey. And what I want to do in these first few weeks together is to dig into a message series entitled Deep Roots. We're going to focus on the book of Ephesians and sort of learn some important truths that can keep us grounded and connected in the midst of changing seasons of life. So I invite you to pray with me as we begin. Lord Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to gather in worship this morning, to love you, to honor you, to praise you. And Lord, we pray that this morning that you might lead us in your word, that you might lead us by your Holy Spirit, help us to have ears that are open to hear all that you would have for us. We ask this in the precious and powerful name of Christ. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but this year of 2020 has been difficult to navigate so far. 
I feel like I'm kind of on the edge all the time, just wondering how things are going to change from one week to the next. Sometimes it's one day to the next. So many plans, so many trips have been canceled. I, I, I hardly feel energized to make plans anymore. And there are so many changes that happen. You might even be thinking about that, you know, changes here at the church. You know, how is this going to work now with both Rod and Debbie as our pastors here at Redeemer? What's going to stay the same? What's changing? What's going to be different? Or maybe you're asking, you know, what's it going to feel like to be back in the building for worship? And, and am I ready for that or am I not? Just a just hundred questions that it feels like we have in our minds these days. And in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of change, and in the midst of transition, I know that there is one thing that absolutely does not change. There's one thing that absolutely does not change, that God is our sure foundation. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is our solid rock. He is dependable. He is unchanging, solid, and secure. God's word is our sure foundation in the midst of transition. And as we get to know one another, our common bond is the word of Christ that brings us together. And so we want to focus on the book of Ephesians for this series of messages. And the Apostle Paul is actually writing this letter. He's writing to the new believers and he provides some of the most direct and practical guidelines for living that we can find in Scripture. In this letter, he describes the power of God's Spirit he describes who we are as the people of God. And then he describes what holds us together when the world threatens to tear us apart. Does that sound applicable for our lives today? And Paul begins this letter and actually ends this letter with prayer. And so that's where we'll start this morning. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, it says this. He writes and he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And that power is like the working of his mighty strength, which raised Christ from the dead. And so Paul's getting ready, and he's writing this letter to the new believers, and he starts with this prayer. He says, you have to know who you are and where you've come from. You need to know who you are in Christ and where you've come from. And in the midst of these hard days for our nation and for our world, as Christians, we must never forget the hope to which we have been called. Now the world says that hope is just a wish, right? I hope I get to go to the lake this weekend. I hope I get to do this. I hope to get to do this. It's just a wish for the future. But you know what biblical hope is? Biblical hope is this. The confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength in his faithfulness. Isn't that great? It is the confident expectation of what God has promised and it builds strength in his faithfulness. As we said, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. And so if we ground our lives in his word, that's where we find our strength. That's where we find our strength to weather every storm. We must rely on the word of God. We must put our focus on Jesus. And it's so easy, isn't it? It's so easy to get discouraged these days. I mean, you just pick up your phone or you just turn on the news and it's just hard stuff right now. And so 
we must remember that this is the source of our hope. This is where we find real hope in the midst of some really hard days. And I start just about every morning by reading God's word and by just sitting and taking time to pray and to listen to him. Because it is the promises of scripture that have sustained me through every season of life and I can't live without them. And I go back to some of those foundational verses. You know them too, perhaps. You know, like Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or another of my favorites, Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged for I will be with you wherever you go. And so I trust in these promises. They have grounded me throughout all of my life. And so in the midst of these tough times, we have to know the source of our hope. Learn it, memorize it, lean on it. We can, we can take a look at all the things in front of us or we can keep our eyes centered on the source of our hope. And so he reminds the new believers, you have to start there. And then he says this, he says, remember the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. What is the spiritual inheritance that you have received? And what is the spiritual legacy that you're leaving? What is that spiritual inheritance that you have received? And what is that spiritual legacy that you're leaving? I'm so thankful for my family roots because that's where my faith story began. And believe it or not, I actually remember a night as a young girl, I was probably about five years old, and we were having our bedtime prayers, and in my family, we knelt beside the bed and we had our bedtime prayers. And one night, when we were kneeling there at the bed, I turned to my dad and I said, Daddy, I want to have Jesus in my heart like you and Mommy. And he said, okay. And so we prayed right there that night that I could have Jesus in my heart. Did I understand what that meant as a five-year-old? No, not really. But it was the beginning of my journey. And I just want to remind you, parents, you might have some little ones running around right now, two, three, four. You've had a lot of time at home. It might be driving you crazy a little bit. But remember that they're watching you. And what you say and how you respond, it matters. It matters to them because you're modeling to them what it is to love Jesus. And they can understand that even as little ones. And so I just want to remind you, parents, just encourage you, grandparents, if you have little ones, keep pouring into them. Because we have the great privilege to model Jesus to them. And you never know when they might pick up on it. Now later, as a 13-year-old, I committed my life to Christ at a Christian camp. And as a 13-year-old, I, I was able to then make that decision for myself that I wanted to have a relationship with Christ. My own relationship, not because of my parents or not because we grew up in a Christian home, but because I wanted to have Jesus and to serve him in my own life. And, you know, I'm so grateful for, for my counselors there that week, you know, who sleep on those terrible mattresses and dealt with all the bugs and the sunburn that come with Christian camp because they were able to share the good news and the love of Jesus with me that week. And so I also want to just take a moment this morning and just say thank you. Thank you to those who have served at camp. I know it might look different this year. You might be having a virtual camp or no camp at all, but the point is that it matters because you never know when you might make a difference in a teenager's life or in a kid's life. 
and they understand the hope of Jesus for themselves and then they go on to share it with lots of other people as well. So thank you for that sacrifice. Now, when I was 18 years old and preparing for, co- for college, I kept asking, Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? And I'm just going to sort of pause right there and say, stay tuned, because in a couple of weeks, I'm going to share that next segment of my story, that call to ministry, and what that meant for my life. So check that out, and I want to encourage you to come back. But your faith story is important because your faith story is what grounds you like the strong roots of a tree that go down deep into the soil and those strong roots, they hold on no matter what happens. If you think about a tree, the reason that tree stays healthy is because it has those roots deep into the ground and no matter if it's windy or stormy or rainy or even a drought, that tree is going to stand secure because it has those deep, solid roots. And as people of faith too, we have to, depend upon this root of identity to keep us healthy through all the storms of life too. We do that individually and as a church. That's why as a church you not only have a mission statement but also a vision for your church and core values that sort of hold you steady throughout all the seasons of the church. And throughout this series, I'm just going to bring attention to the core values here at Redeemer, starting with the first two this morning. The Bible is God's word. It's our authority and guide. That is a core value here at Redeemer. And then Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the center of our lives, and it's his spirit who lives in us. And these are so foundational and so important, and we must start here. And essentially, that's what Paul says. He says, may the eyes of your heart, meaning may your mind, may you understand, may you know the hope to which you have been called, the riches of that glorious inheritance that you rely on, and the last section of these verses. May you know his incredibly great power for us who believe. And that power is like the working of his mighty strength which raised Christ from the dead. This hope, this inheritance, this power is enabled because of the gift of the Holy Spirit that is available to all of those who believe. And every one of us as Christians have that, inter- uh, have that e- internal power, sorry, the power of the Holy Spirit that we lean on to face life. But I think sometimes what happens is that we can sort of sometimes put it away in a box. And we say, you know what, that's good for Sunday, but I'm going to go over here and I'm going to try to work everything out myself over here during the week. And friends, we cannot afford to keep it in the box. There are some of my things that are still in a box in the garage and I'm not going to see them for a while and that's just how it is. But we cannot afford to do that with the power of Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. It cannot stay in a box. It must live in us every single day and inform all of our decisions and everything that we do. Ask God. Ask God to direct you by his Holy Spirit in the decisions that you make every single day. Is there an obstacle that you're facing right now that just seems overwhelming? Ask God, ask his spirit to help you see a solution that perhaps you haven't seen before. All of us need to connect with that power, especially in these difficult days. You see, as a church, that's our mission and that's our purpose. We're in the business of developing people. And that is our focus and our mission, whether that's in the building or online. And as I've seen and as I've I've watched you as a church over these past years, Redeemer is a place where people can meet Jesus, experience life change, 
and then make a difference for the kingdom of God by serving in mission and by making a positive impact right here in this community and around the world. Connect and grow and serve. It's a new chapter full of new possibilities, new hopes, and new dreams. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So we have to trust in the hope of God's faithfulness. That God knows exactly what we're going through and he's going to be there and he's, he's going ahead of us all in this moment. We have to depend upon the spiritual inheritance that we have received. We must pass that along to the next generation and depend upon the power of God's spirit in every situation. I believe God has great things in store for all of us as we start this new chapter. Every single one of you are a part of that chapter and how that will unfold. I want to connect with the story of Redeemer, this path that this church has been on for a long, long time. And I want to be able to be a part of that story and to put down deep roots here and to grow with you. And we have a common and solid foundation, and that is Jesus Christ. I'm excited to be a part of all that God wants to do through us in the days ahead to reach people in our community with the love and life of Jesus Christ and to provide a great place to grow in faith. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Your word that sustains us. Your word that holds us. In the midst of uncertain times, in the midst of changing times, in the midst of changing seasons of life. And Lord, I pray that in these days that sometimes seem so difficult, that we might be energized by the pages of your word, by the promises of your word. And Lord, that we might depend upon your power to help us to make those decisions every single day that we need to. And so help us. Help us to be example, an example for those little ones in our life. To sacrifice, Lord. To be able to help others too. To know the love and life of Jesus. And so, Lord, we offer to you this day, this week, and this new chapter that you might lead us and guide us in all that we do. In the precious and powerful name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you and have a great week.